The opinions stated in this podcast do not reflect the opinions of the Alestal as a whole. This episode contains discussions of childhood disease and death. Viewer discretion is advised. So sweaty right now. Welcome back to the Alestal After Hours. I'm Hannah Ledford, and with me today I have... Winter Racine, the opinion editor. And oh my god, I said <laughs> opinion. I'm the opinion editor. That's me. You get your title revoked when you're late. It's 9:44. We so were sorry. doing 9:30. I'm the opinion editor and the online editor now. No. Yeah. 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 You have fun designing those pages. They well, stress me out. Now that I have winter on, I think I've officially had. I'm pretty sure everyone on. That was here whenever I started working here. Yippee. I'm Chloe, by the way. I'm actually the opinion editor, though I guess my title has been revoked, so I'm just mm-hmm. here. Yeah, here and sweaty and late. And sweaty, and I didn't wash my face, but my teeth are brushed. My <laughs> Good teeth are job. brushed, and I may get a parking ticket, but it's whatever. It wouldn't let me pay. Mm. It wouldn't let me pay, so I'm just going to take the L there. I could pay $30. Yeah. It's fine. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Not. It's not like I'm a broke college student working at a literal newspaper or anything. Well, today we have a bunch of, like, random things to talk about. I don't know. I have a ton of stuff to talk about. Jimmy Who wants Buffett to go died. First? Yeah, I want to talk about that first. What? Jimmy Buffett. I? <laughs> R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. You were the guy. You were the man. I saw Nobody it. would buy me any margaritas. So many boomers are very upset today. Yeah, I'm very This upset. whole week. They've been mourning this whole week. I saw a TikTok that was, like, I don't think it was real, but it was a CNN title, and it said Jimmy Buffett dead at whatever age. His career spanned 50 decades. It was like George Washington, like, (laughs) listening to, like, cheeseburgers in paradise or something. I don't know. I saw a group of, like, sad middle-aged men in Hawaiian shirts all sitting in a bar playing, um, it's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) That's so sad. <laughs> I thought it was oh really God. funny, but like I get them. I get them. Yeah, it's a sad day for them. Truly, I it's get it. It's a sad guys. day for America. We lost Jimmy a Buffett. real soldier. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I thought Jimmy Buffett was like the millionaire because they have the same name. So when William? I first, Will- yeah, William Buffett. I think so. There's somebody named right. Buffett that has a Warren. Warren Buffett. And I kind of connected those two in my mind. So when I first saw the Jimmy Buffett dad, I was like, oh, great. Then I was like, wait, it's no. five o'clock somewhere. He's probably a millionaire, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was just kind of a chill dude. I Somebody think. said that a Margaritaville opened in heaven today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, for until literally last night, thought that Jimmy Buffett wrote Live in La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what's his name? Uh, Ricky Martin. Yeah, Ricky Martin. I was gonna say, um, the guy who wrote, uh, Vivir La Vida, um, Mark Antony, but no. Not (laughs) related. That's that's who I thought it was in my mind, but as we've discussed earlier with Warren Buffett, mine is a little weird. Mm -hmm. I feel like so many celebrities have died this year. I cannot seem to think of a singular celebrity who has died. Um, 
the person from Euphoria. The, the queen. Oh, Angus Cloud. That's his name. The Queen of England. Was that this year? <laughs> that was last that year. Was last year. Oh, never mind. It happened during Y'all. my honors class. Yes. Oh. We were in the same class. <laughs> we were in the same class. And we were like, whoa. I saw her before she died, though. I was in Scotland, and we were going to march up a mountain called Andrew's Seat. And it's near her, like, summer residence. And they were in. We saw her fly in earlier in the morning. But they were having, like, a little party. And I saw a two-piece set on a stage. So I saw the Queen of England. Are you sure? Yes. That was her party. <laughs> she was okay. there. Okay. We saw her fly in. And there was news that she was there. And then we saw, like, we saw them at the church. She was supposed to go, but she didn't go. Rude. But somebody got wheeled out of there in an ambulance. <laughs> so I do know that. R.I.P. IP, I miss her so much. I hate this save the king bullshit. I know. No. Gross. Pee Wee Herman died. Oh, no, he didn't. No. Yes, he did. The guy who played Pee Wee Herman no. died. That was the big one that I was talking I'm about. I'm actually going to cry. Just I didn't know that. <laughs> no. That's really sad. I used to watch his movie. Speaking of movie Pee Wee with Herman, my dad. Uh, he was arrested one time for uh, public indecency. What the heck? Okay. Touched himself in a movie theater. Oh. Why? Okay. Okay. It was a good movie. I guess when you got a name like that, you just have to. I'm okay. sorry. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of weird people, um, I covered a soccer game. Yay! <laughs> the way that that was such a bad transition. <laughs> no, because the way that we were literally going to talk about Ruby Frankie, and then you were like, "Hey, let's talk about the bronze boot." Ruby Frankie, I yeah. could say a lot about her. She got arrested. Yippee! If you don't know, she is the mom from the YouTube channel Eight Passengers, and she has a bunch of kids, and she openly, like, talks about how she mistreats her kids, and she takes away their food and their beds, and how their rooms are not their rooms, they're her rooms that she's letting them use, Mm -hmm. and she finally got arrested for child abuse. Yeah, and she made, she, like, went around and took a bunch of her kids' stuff that I guess they, like, left out. Which, you know, they're kids. They're going to leave stuff out because, you know, sometimes they come back for it in, like, two minutes. But she went and, like, took a bunch of their stuff and said, okay, you have to pay me for this now. And the kid was like, no, my homework's in there. Oh, my God. And they wouldn't give it back to him. And then also, she wouldn't wake her four-year-old up for preschool. Mm -hmm. The kid is four. When the same kid was around five or six, uh... The teacher called home from school and said that she had forgotten her food. Um, and uh, Ruby told her that that was a natural consequence, that she was not going to eat at all for school. And uh, the teacher was like, can I give the child some food? And she said no. That's crazy. Great. Literally starved kids. Because what are you teaching your child at that point? Like, what like, is that? I, what lesson is that? I understand. I mean, I don't understand why she did it, but I can understand where she's coming from, where she's like, well, if I don't give her food, then she's going to learn that she needs to bring her own food. But you're just teaching her that, like, she can't rely on you. She's too young for that. Dude. Yeah, she's, she's not going to understand. My mom's version of that was eat school lunch, which in itself mm-hmm. was disgusting. Why would you do that to me, Michelle Obama? I don't want wheat spaghetti and God. rolls the bread and uncooked so vegetables with barely any salt on it. The food used to be so good. 
That is no. the one thing that Michelle Obama did terribly. Yeah. Why did we don't want to be healthy? We want to be happy fed and happy. Yeah. Like I got coffee cake every Friday. Oh my god. And it was so good. Like she was known for her coffee cake. Like in my hometown. I miss her. I was <laughs> a One Direction fan. So, uh, Larry Stylinson. Okay, so people would say that Louis Tomlinson's girlfriend, Eleanor, was his beard because he was actually in love with Harry Styles. If that was true, they would have said something already. No. Like, it's been dissolved for, Listen, like, years. I think that they broke up and they just don't talk about it You now. believe it? You think it's true? Semi. Winter's delusional. We are all delusional. Listen, every Harry Styles fan is delusional. Yeah. And I, I can admit to that. Yeah. But do you see the girls that Harry Styles dates? It's like supermodels. Yeah. yeah. It's like typical straight. Like what Unpopular opinion. Uh, Harry Styles is not a good person. No, he's not. Valid. Thank I don't you think for supporting me on that because people are going to come for me. That one award show where he got an award and he was like, this doesn't happen to people like me often. That was weird. And it's like, people like who? You're a white man who can be straight, pot, most likely straight. He, what's, he what's queer the word? Baits. I'm, yeah. He queer baits. Yeah. Um, Unpopular opinion. I don't think you can queer bait in real life. I don't think you can. Are you going to elaborate? Do you know what queer baiting is? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to explain it anyway. So, queer baiting is kind of where you, like, um, pretend to be gay for, like, I don't know, clout. I think that it is more common with celebrities. Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, Harry Styles knows that he gets more fans because of the fact that he's not elaborating yeah. on his sexuality. Um, and I'm not saying that he needs to come out. It's just, like, if you're not going to come out, don't, yeah. like, I get string that. people along as much. I get that, but... Also, it's kind of dangerous to kind of yeah. perpetuate that because we've seen what happened when people like Kit Connor. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and it makes a lot of sense. I think that like sometimes we often forget that celebrities are people, and yeah. like I kind of get caught up in that ideology too because it's easy to look at someone like Harry Styles and be like, okay, do better, but at the end of the day, he's still human. I just know that he slept with a married woman. So. Cute. <laughs> Speaking of gross people, let me try this transition again. Can you do it without touching your mic? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to keep <laughs> my okay. mouth. I'm trying to keep it far away because I'm talking really loud right now. So I'm like trying to keep it farther away yeah, than no, where Winter good. has it. Um. So, speaking of gross people, soccer. <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> they were sweaty. They were sweaty. And I was taking pictures of them. Do you want to talk about why you were taking pictures of sweaty soccer players? <laughs> no, actually, I won't elaborate. Okay. But, um, so this Saturday was the bronze boot game. And from what I've learned from it, from the guy who played in the first bronze boot game and not actually reading Frankie's story fully. I'm so sorry, Frankie. I read, like, the first couple paragraphs. I was busy. It's like a game that was made by the guy's father and it was kind of just to reignite like a love for soccer in St. Louis and the original game was played at Bush Stadium I believe and it kind of stopped for a little bit but it started back up in like 2009 I think he said 
and it's always between SLU and SIUE, so, and um, they all have really good soccer programs, so they'll go, they usually like go to each other's fields, but this year was different because they went to City Park, and City Park is the professional um, soccer team stadium in St. Louis that was only recently built. Like, it's a very new facility. It's bougie. Mm-hmm. It was bougie, but um, SIUE has connections there, like their players, like, I don't remember what he Burton said but like they have connections so they were like yo can we play it here and they said yes so I had to be a fancy journalist and go apply for a um, a press pass and I got free food and it was really good free food and then they gave me like a whole bag of pita chips for free nice and then I got to go on the pitch and be cool with my really tiny camera does, do you ever get that, Winter? You feel, like, really jealous of other people's cameras, but then you realize you're a broke college student? <laughs> yes. Like, my camera, to me, is very expensive, mm-hmm. but compared to a lot of professionals, yeah. it's not. Because those lenses I see on those things, no, I'm like, huge. okay, I got my really tiny little lens right here, and I'm and struggling. They're, like, $2,000 per lens. Yeah. Lenses are expensive. But you got some really good photos. Like, yeah. I was almost like emotional by some of them and I don't even like Mm -hmm. like sports but it was just so beautiful to see how many people were just together and Mm -hmm. happy about it like the one of the guy crying yeah that was um his dad that's the guy I was talking about earlier so his dad founded the bronze boot game and his dad died and it was just he said it was just really nice to see it back in SIUE hands because they lost the like SLU lost the original trophy or they don't know where it is and the original trophy, there was a couple of journalists asking, like, the head coach, like, hey, you know what happened? Is this the original boot? Do you know what happened to the bronze boot? And he's, they all said, mm, I don't know. I think SLU had it last. So I was like, you know what? He seems to know what he's talking about. So I went over and asked him. And he was like, actually, the original bronze boot was made out of my boot. And for those of you that don't know, a boot is like a soccer cleat. So mm. his dad took his boot. And, like, painted it bronze and, like, d- like drilled a hole in the bottom and stuck some newspapers in it and, like, put it on a trophy. And that was the original trophy. Aww. And now that the trophy's lost, the only proof that he has is the other <gasps> boot. He's Cinderella. He literally... Oh, my God. He's so cool, too. He's so cool. He was like... Because I was talking to him. I was like, hey, I'm from the Alestal. Can I ask you a few questions? He was like... You're from the Alestal? Is there any way I could come look at the archives? Me and my brother were, like, soccer players in the 80s and 70s. Wow. We'd love to come see it. Um, do you want to talk about the Make-A-Wish Club? Um, I think the AI story is more interesting. Okay, yeah. We can talk about that. Um, so I'm working on the uh, story that Bruce pitched on artificial intelligence in the classroom settings. So... Basically, professors are freaking out because ChatGPT for the use of cheating is becoming more prevalent and harder to detect. Um, We're starting to see more people plagiarize their essays, but because of the way that AI works, as more AI comes out to detect ChatGPT, ChatGPT gets smarter. Um, And professors are losing their shit. Um, I talked to Professor Finley uh, who's a psychology professor the other day and he said like that we opened a can of worms that we don't really know what to do with yet and he just urged the fact that like you just have to encourage students to do the right thing 
uh, we're at a point where there's not really much else that we can do except for encourage students to do the work because that's the only way that they're going to learn. Like you're paying to be in college. If you're not doing the work, you're not going to learn from it. Um, but I'm excited. It's a, it's going to be a good story because I have like five different people I'm talking to um, with all very different opinions of this topic. Some utilize AI in the classroom, some are avidly against it, and some are neutral. So I think it's going to be a pretty big one, specifically for professors. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't actually know what AI means, Mm -hmm. because I'm not too familiar with what it means, but I also know that it, like, is Google. Google is AI. And for some, my law professor (laughs) has a computer science degree, so he's like, yeah, no people don't know what AI is they're banning it and they really don't know what it is because I use a lot of Google in my class like yeah a lot because I have to find some academic articles Mm -hmm. for all my stuff and I use Google I think that people are more scared of chat GPT's AI than AI itself yeah because Google is something that you like have to put the work into finding things Mm -hmm. you can ask chat GPT to write an essay based on the you know the little prompts that your professor gives you on what they want in the essay you can take that upload it to chat gpt and get a pretty decent uh essay out of it Mm -hmm. and that's what's scaring people because how do we detect that also so you can use chat gpt but then also there's chat gpt detector and so, like, students could just, like, use chat GPT and then take what they took from that and then put it into detect and then just, like, change it. Yeah, so I mean, there's you can no just reword can, it. Yeah. And if you're just rewording it, then it's not going to be detected. And then it's still plagiarism in a sense, but mm-hmm. we can't prove that it's plagiarism. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing to do is just, like, try to embrace it a little because I don't think there's any situation where they could like I mean I guess they could try to like ban chat GPT like on campus or something to where it's not going to work yeah you can just do it at home yeah um there are like you can't how can you proctor a essay Mm -hmm. yeah um there are too many things and too many loopholes that it's one of those things we just kind of have to deal with you just have to realize that this is the world that we are in right now and it's not going to change in fact it's probably going to get worse Mm -hmm. and honestly it like this is kind of like veering off topic a little bit but it makes me kind of nervous because like I'm in mass comm and Mm -hmm. like I feel like AI could take the majority of mass comm jobs yeah I don't do I don't agree with that I I think that we are long ways off from that ever being a possibility because chat GPT cannot mimic humans. You can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it'll make mass comm jobs easier to bullshit your way through um, and put less work into it. But I think that like we're a long ways off from Mm -hmm. that. I think what winter means by um, you can tell is there's a different style of writing for Mm. mass communications that's often more um, like not personable, but like it's easier to consume. And yeah, ChatGPT can mimic an essay real good because there's that was really bad grammar. I think that was (laughs) funny how I said that. But like there's no personality in an essay other than your personal writing style. But AP style is much different. Because if you, like, ask ChatGPT to, like, write a story, 
Like, it's not going to sound right because yeah. it's not coming from a person. Yeah. So, um, I actually use ChatGBT for, so, there was, like, a competition in the muck for people in the muck, and um, it was, like, based off of the theme for Welcome Week, which was Spider-Man, and I was like, <laughs> you know what, guys? Low-hanging fruit here. Spider-Man works at a newspaper. You know what we have access to? Things that design a newspaper. So I just took a couple of old, like, designs, and it's like, you know what? It'd be funny if we put something in. And um, I was like, you know what? Dylan did it, and he said, newspaper article Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it was not a newspaper article. Like, <laughs> I could tell. It was very obviously not – it was not a good article. It was mm-hmm. kind of just telling things about Spider-Man, which is not how we write. I feel like if we were to start to, like, open up the possibility of AI taking over jobs, like, the only jobs that they could really not take is, like, ones where you're actually physically doing something, mm-hmm. like, baking or something. So, like, I don't think we can really do that because mm-hmm. then you just open up the door for, like, AI could just do everyone's job, so you can't have it do certain jobs. It, I mean, it is still a very big factor in a lot of industries. I mean, look at SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild of America. The, like, one of the main reasons they're striking is AI. They're using, they're paying actresses and actors one day's work, and then they're using their likeness for forever using AI. And then they're also having AI write things and it's not good. Yeah, like, it's bad. As Winter said, human experience. They they can't be humans. But still, it's scary, and people they are using it to not pay people. Mm-hmm. And then there are like it, it, there are ethical ways to use AI, and there are unethical ways to use AI. Mm-hmm. I think that we can use AI to help us. Um, I think that there are a lot of companies that are using AI to make things easier on their employees and kind of uh, take off the workload. But then on the other end of that, we have people that are literally like abusing AI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also like what you said earlier, or I don't know which one of you said it, you're paying to be here. Yeah. You might as well do the work. Like I'm paying thousands of dollars to take these courses. Yeah. I might as well do them. You might as well learn something. And last year in one of my mass comm classes, we had a speaker and she worked in like marketing and she was talking about AI and she was talking about how like um, if you I don't know if like Canva does this, but there's some type of AI where it can like design an ad for you. And so that was like kind of scary for like people in marketing because then, you know, companies can just be like make an ad for me and whatever and it'll just make an ad. But then like if you're using a bunny in the ad, then you have to worry about where that came from because it could be copyrighted. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's another factor is, like, how legal is it to use AI because you don't know where where their, like, art or whatever is coming from. Also, then, like, how many many different ads can AI create? I mean, at some point you're going to just have every company reusing the same advertisement but just with their branding. Like, that's going to get so bland and, like, dystopian if we just, like, do that. I saw on TikTok someone used AI to just generate an ad, like, a commercial for a restaurant, and it just started screaming. (laughs) So it was like, I think we're good for a couple years. Also, have you never seen a movie about, 
robots. Yeah. Like, it always goes bad. Like, I literally grew up on sci-fi because that's my grandpa's favorite stuff. So I'm just kind of like, did we not learn anything? Guys? Literally. Did we not learn anything? People have been talking about this since the literal 18, um, no, before that, probably, 1800s. Like, y'all never read a sci-fi book? It shows. Mm-hmm. It shows. Like, I get, like, advancing technology, but y'all, at one point, does your greed kill us all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've learned this. Bezos. And we're advancing Jeffrey technology Bezos. at humans' expense. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Like, I get advancing technology in some places. So, like, medical advances. Yeah. I get that to an extent. To an extent. Mm-hmm. But, like making like oh you can look things up faster and bullshit essays here you go mm-hmm. like what what really is the point of that like it's easier for you like now like you don't have to write that essay but like there's a reason that your professors out of were that. having you write that essay mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not really learning anything and you will get expelled yeah like and then you wasted a thousand dollars for what like not even a thousand dollars thousands of dollars and for what you wasted thousands of dollars and for what Mm -hmm. to get expelled how bad does that look on your resume good luck finding a good job yeah okay on that really sad depressing note let's talk about more sad depressing stuff like um school yippee so i did a story (laughs) I'm really good at transitions today, y'all. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if you're noticing, but I've got them down perfectly. But 283, I'm sure y'all have seen those random signs around campus and been really confused. So true. So I went and talked to Chancellor Minor, and guys, he recognized me at the soccer game. Wow. Recognized you're a celebrity. Me. I know. <laughs> I know. Somebody else recognized me, too, because I did a story on them. But that's besides the point. 283. Um, it's basically student retention rate. So it's a campaign administration is rolling out um, to keep retention rates high. And um, I could talk a little bit more about it, but he basically just said, like, yeah, it's good for, like, we want students to be academically challenged while giving them the resources to understand what they're learning and not fail out. We want people to stay here and succeed in what they came here to do. That's basically it. Are they taking any steps to, like, do anything about it? Or is it just, like, attention? It's a campaign. It's okay. a campaign. So they're, like, working with professors to, like, um, make sure that their courses aren't, like, so difficult that every student is failing. You know how some of those classes are. They, like, take pride in failing students. So they're working with, like, those professors. And they're, like, how can we make this course still difficult and kids are learning something, but... Um, also giving those students resources so they do not fail. I think what he called it was a DFW, so like D, a D grade, an F, an F grade, and then W was like, I don't know, something about withdraw. Mm. Withdraw, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what they're targeting. Then I also talked to housing, and if more people stay, we might lose like private rooms, RIP. Mm. Cause, I, I will yeah. say, though, that I agree with, the idea of making some classes easier and not in the sense that they need to be so easy that you fly through them but some of the classes are so challenging that 
the pass rate is so low mm-hmm. and that's nothing to be proud of. No. Like if a student cannot pass a math class that is a gen ed to get into their degree, they're not going to stay for their degree. No. So I think that it's a very solid approach. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. I think much. that's about it on <laughs> stories other than like, go look at my photo package, guys. I literally put my heart and soul into that. I was overstimulated the whole event yeah. and I made some really good photos. Go check it out. Those are the best photos of my career. I will. That's my peak. And it was so fun. I felt so cool. I got to wear a little media bib. I was vibing. <laughs> I was vibing so hard. And then, Hannah, you're going to love this. I feel I don't know much about you other than what we do here. But there was this kid. There was a ton of, like, little soccer teams. Like, they all came to watch, Aww. like, like little that kids. That is so cute. That yeah. is so wholesome. Yes. But they are also little kids. And this little kid, I have a camera. You know, people want to yeah. get their picture taken. This kid yells at me, like, from, like, eight feet away. He's like, take a picture of me. Take a picture of me. And I look at him, and I'm like, mm, kid, I can't do that. Uh, and he says, oh, take a picture of me. I said, uh, I can't take a picture of you. You're not doing anything interesting. <laughs> and he said, you hurt my feelings. I'm going to listen to Juice World." <laughs> Why do you think I like that? Because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And it's something a kid at Walmart would do. Do you think I listen to Juice World? Because no, I, I don't. No, you don't give me the vibes of Juice World. I just got kids doing stupid things. The hold I that love. Juice World has on children. No, because literally he died crazy. five really? years ago. Oh my god. I didn't think that was a kid thing. I thought that was an annoying, like, straight I white male thing. It was, year old. it was a 12-year-old. It was a 12-year-old. I'm so serious. It and I was, I took a picture, I was walking up the stands to go get a name of a child that I just took a picture of that was doing a really cute thing, holding up her shirt and like playing with her friend and like laughing with each other. Mm-hmm. So wholesome. Yeah. And this kid is saying, you hurt my feelings. I'm going to listen to Juice World." I hate, I hate like middle school age kids nowadays. I was laughing so me... hard though. Ugh, and those like... same kids were like over there bothering the SIUE, like, um, what's it called? like fan spot like where all the students oh, sat student section yeah 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 because somebody brought a drum and those kids are like over there like banging the drum but you know that like that was the best day of their lives oh yeah no they were thriving they were right in front of the goal they were living speaking yeah. of kids wow I'm, good job i'm doing the make a wish club feature Yo. that was such a good that transition. was such a that good transition so... much better than anything i've done today yeah i'm genuinely so excited for it um little tidbit about me i was a make-a-wish kid um so it's very personal to me mm-hmm. um i'm really excited to get to know the people involved with the organization and like why they decided to start a make-a-wish club mm-hmm. um i know that they donate a lot of money and do a lot of like fundraisers in correspondence with the Make-A-Wish Club or with Make-A-Wish as an organization and it's just so wholesome people that are all aiming for the same goal of helping children Mm -hmm. and I think that like Make-A-Wish is so valuable to so many families Um, Mm -hmm. it it gives you a break Mm -hmm. Uh, we went to Cancun for mine and it was the best trip of my life we didn't have to worry about a single thing Um, I don't have siblings, so they let me bring a friend. Um, and my, I don't, I don't have a dad, <laughs> so they let my mom bring her sister. Oh, that's so fun. 
Uh, my cousin was a Make-A-Wish kid, too, and he got to bring my whole family to Disney World. And he got to be, like, the opener, and we got to wow. meet all the people, and we got all these fast passes. And I was only, like, f- seven or eight at the time, and I still remember that trip vividly. It was so cool. And, like, we got backstage everything. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best trips of my life. And then my cousin died on the Make-A-Wish trip, and we had to leave early. L O L. He had the time of his life, though. I've never seen. The <laughs> he literally had the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Trip was so fun. It took him out. It really did. It really did. Wait, he was playing with so the Amtrak sad. in the hospital bed. I was like, Oh no! Stop. That's so sad. I'm coping with trauma, guys. They're and gonna, then we couldn't oh even put Mickey Mouse God. on his gravestone. They're going to listen to this podcast and be like, we don't want to interview with you anymore. Oh, no, they will. They will. So, like, it's a SAUE club? Yeah, so they partner with Make-A-Wish. So they basically do little events and little fundraising throughout the year uh, to help raise money for Make-A-Wish. That is so cool. Go check them out, guys. Because that's that's really neat. Make-A-Wish needs as many donations as they can get uh, because every year more and more kids are diagnosed with a terminal illness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of kids want to go to disney world because they're literal children my yeah. and it's grandpa ch- wanted me to go to disney world so bad but i was 15 and i was like no you didn't want to go no you wanted like a real vacation yeah that's yeah. fair i yeah. almost spent my make-a-wish trip on meeting shane dawson <laughs> <laughs> no f- way no I'm so proud of 15-year-old Winter for saying no Thank to that. God. You would have been in a video. He would have made a whole documentary about you. Here's this kid that's dying, guys. And I, he would have made it all about himself. Yeah. I kind of wish that it would have happened just for the fact that I could look back on it and be like, what the actual was I yeah. thinking? I think it'd be funny if you had photos with him, too. Oh, my God. And Rylan and Cheeto. You could have freed Cheeto. You could have freed Cheeto. So, like, with the club, they do fundraisers for, like, Make-A-Wish. Do the wishes go, like, just to anyone, or is it, like, more, like, people in the area? Um, So I think they're working with Make-A-Wish Illinois. Okay. So it would be anyone in the state of Illinois. Okay. Uh, Make-A-Wish has several different chapters, though. Um, You get paired with, like caseworker almost i don't know like the technical a wish grantor you get paired Mm. with a wish grantor and they are the ones that kind of work with you to figure out what you want to do on your trip where you want to go um what is doable and possible and uh they support you the whole way through they give you ideas um you're allowed to do i think three excursions on your trip Mm. so they help you plan those um they help you pick them narrow things down and kind of determined when the best time is to go. Mm-hmm. Mine were great. They got yeah. me so many little <clears throat> gifts throughout the whole time. Um, they called the Applebee's in my hometown and asked if we could do like a send off. Um, so the day before we went to the hotel, uh, we got to have like a dinner completely paid for by, so Applebee's donated it, mm-hmm. the manager of the Applebee's. So it was, like, my whole family, my friend's whole family, and it was just, like, our little send-off before the trip. I like watching people rally around sick kids. It really is when humanity is at its best. 
I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I know this, but I'm pretty sure that John Cena has. Oh, he's the one, single most. He's like, one of the best wish granters. Yeah. He has like over 400. The man is so selfless when it comes to that, mm-hmm. because something that a lot of people don't know is that when you choose to meet a celebrity for your make a wish, it is almost entirely up to the celebrity and their management how much time you get with them what you do and where you meet and that's why I did not want to meet a celebrity because we could have ended up going someplace that I didn't want to go um you can get hours upon hours and a lot of gifts you can get 30 minutes in a room with five other people Mm -hmm. um but John Cena is one of the most selfless men when it comes to that like Mm -hmm. selfless celebrity in general um and he grants a lot of wishes and like puts his whole heart into them they're not half that's so sweet i'm looking up how many he's done i've been realizing lately that john cena is actually just kind of a cool person He's done 650. Yo. What was that sound that went viral? Bing chilling. Oh my god. <laughs> We're so doing man on the street oh, with yeah. dogs. Yes. What do you what I'm do you mean? I'm so excited. We're going to a hu- the human society, the humane. humane society. That's where we got my pit bull. Oh. Yeah, they bull. reached out to us and asked if we could do like a man on the street Can with their I dogs. Do? I'm excited. Oh, I'm I supposed thought, to hear back from them tomorrow. That made me think of the manager was an old eic which is an editor-in-chief wow. and our boss basically i'm but pitching that speaking of editor-in-chief dylan just interviewed a editor-in-chief a former editor-in-chief that basically revived the elestal and saved it and now she is the editor-in-chief for the new york city branch of HuffPost. wow she's so cool and yeah. she was literally the coolest person. She's like, yeah, I got my love from journalism. My parents took me to the library all the time, and I would read everything. And then she was like, is the parking still bad at SIUE? And oh. we were like, yeah. She was like, I got a ton of like letters to the editor and a bunch of trolls from like KKK members. What the heck? I was like, dang, we got Cletus Yedis? <laughs> <laughs> we got Cletus Yedis? Cletus uh, hasn't been on in a while. Kind of miss him. I know. I, I really do miss Cletus. Okay. Uh, for people who don't know, Cletus Yedis is, you can comment on our online stories. And there's this guy named Cletus Yedis who will, like, occasionally comment on, I don't know, our kind of more controversial topics. So, like, Bruce wrote an opinion, a personal opinion, about socialism. And I will never forget this quote. Cletus Yedis said, you guys only like socialism because it's the only way these celestial creatures will will ever their degree will ever matter. Creatures, yes, <laughs> creatures, and you basically made it if Cletus Yedis comments on one of your stories. That's Can how I you have him on the podcast. I, we have been <laughs> trying to figure out who this man is forever because I know it's a man because Cletus Yedis. That's a man. Yeah, he you know to, he's proud of that name. Yeah, he he was really proud of thinking of that name, but um fake email address and he comments on like random stories so like we can't pinpoint if somebody knows him we do have a theory and our old opinion editor nicole was like i think he went to my high school because there she had like a troll from high school but we were never able to confirm that Please, us if you're hearing this reach out to us please it can be anonymous story on you we need to know your opinion i want to know so bad me too me too we need cletus we need cletus no, but hey, Danielle at Mel- this point, we're just intrigued. Yeah. yeah. That's it, literally. But anyway, 
Danielle Belton, really cool. Mm-hmm. Go check out some of her work. She is known for, for saving, not necessarily saving, but reviving newspapers. Like, she was the EIC at the root, upped readers by a couple millions. Dang. Like, girl boss. Seriously, a girl, girl boss. boss. And she was, like, the nicest, most down-to-earth lady. Mm-hmm. Like, she was so cool. Guys, seriously, go check out her work now. So slay. Seeing formal <laughs> Alestal staff in their careers makes me so excited for, like, what we're all going to do when we graduate. What is, like, like your d- dream career? Um, I want to work as a White House correspondent. Ooh. What about you? I want to be a director on, like, a broadcast news set i will say though i'm just kind of like bouncing around the mass communications department right now but like i think it'd be really cool to like work in the white house in washington dc because i'm also a political science major as if i haven't said that eight million times on this podcast so i think that would be really neat because i really like political science not the like law part of it but like not the law part of it like the lawyer part of it i like the laws and the people part of it Mm -hmm. yeah that part i want to work in marketing that'd be so cool i know a ton of people i think it's so funny so my best friend her family is kind of like connected like all over the place all over the place they're a really cool family but like i'll just show up at their family functions at this point if you're in the family i haven't met you yet you're not a part of the family um but like they, they have like a bunch of random people over and i was like at their 4th of July and I was talking to this one lady she's like yeah I went to SIUE I was I'm a marketing I'm a marketing person now I was like oh yeah I work at the Lestal and she's like is that like still like a daily thing I said no daily no or like what do you mean maybe, daily yeah yeah no we could not do that but she was like yeah I used to like hand it out at the little thing in the muck do you guys still have that I said I don't think so but yeah we, we're still around we're still kicking like a daily newspaper yeah we used to be daily and we used to have, like, a ton of pages, I think. I it, Daily was a... I think I... I don't think she said daily. I think it was bi-weekly when she was here. Mm. So I just as got exaggerated. But yeah. it used to be <laughs> daily at one point. Wow. And then they moved to bi-weekly. And then they moved to weekly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, less funding and, like, not as much interest in newspaper anymore. Like, mm-hmm. our staff used to have, like, 22 reporters. Dang. Yeah. How many do we have now? Like, two. <laughs> two yeah. uh, designated reporters and then a bunch of people that pick up the pieces. Yeah. yeah. I think it's sad. Like, I see people pick up the paper all the time and then just throw Put it, it back down. down. And it sucks because it, you either appreciate it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You can't force yourself to appreciate it. There are people that pick up the paper when we're doing something that's really pressing but Mm -hmm. there are loyal people who read it every week and i wish there were more people that read it weekly because we bust our ass doing this and i I work frankie works frankie i'm gonna give a shout out to frankie because our paper probably would not work without frankie frankie does so much more than design pages i'm so scared of her leaving me too. I'm oh so gosh. terrified for when she leaves and she goes and does big things at, at national parks. Oh, yeah. Because she's for a girl sure. boss. She's so cool. But, like, Frankie does so much. And, like, nobody appreciates her work enough. And yeah. I think that a lot of people don't apply to work for us because they think that they have to be in journalism. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I was doing the uh, meet the staff for the Instagram 
there are a lot of people that aren't in mass com. Mm-hmm. Like Dylan is our editor in chief <laughs> and the man is literally in pharmacy. I make fun of him for that. He does I make fun of him for that, but like Ooh, not all of us are going in a newspaper. It's just a good job. You yeah. learn a lot. A lot. Like I'm doing marketing and when I was in Tammy's class she talked a lot about how if you want to go into PR you need to know how a newspaper works. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a lot of like market like marketing a lot of marketing and, yeah. is a newspaper like that. The old newspaper I worked in, there's about eight of them and like half the page is advertisements. Yeah. Mm. You just have to know how it works and it it, it can help a lot of different career paths. Mm-hmm. And regardless of if it's going to help you when you graduate or not, it's one of the most enjoyable campus jobs that you can get. And we're honestly one of the most flexible. Because mm-hmm. I've literally been hammocking before writing stories. I'm so serious. I will sit in my hammock and write stories out. I thought that was like a term for something. No. Just You're just hammocking. actually in I'm a hammock. I'm sitting in a hammock outside <laughs> typing up my silly little stories. Typing write, up my silly little union stories. It's stressing out because I'm going to a concert that evening. I write most of my stories in bed. Yeah. And on weeks where I have a lot to do with school, I don't pick up stories. Like I pick up one or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great job, guys. Totally Unfortunately, we're not there. hiring it's after okay. we did all this. Like, you should work for the paper. We are not hiring. Yeah. Like, this is the first time <laughs> our staff has been full in forever. We're really proud of ourselves and Dylan for that. Good job, everybody. Um, Slay. I think for the most part, um, like most of the editors are here to stay for a while Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we're all kind of graduating at the same time. Yeah. Dylan's going to be here forever. Yeah. He's going to see like a whole new staff. (laughs) He's going to be like people in like 20 years are going to look back and see that he was the editor in chief for like six years. And they're going to be like, did he get held back? Did he just like take a long time to graduate? No. He's he's graduating in 2027. Yeah, He has six years of school. No, thank you. Yeah, no, no. I could never. That's okay. I don't even want to go to grad school. Mm -mm. I have no interest. I don't want to be here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Love my job. Love the mass communications department. They truly are. Hate everything else. I'm tired. I learned the other day that Teresa Polly keeps my newspaper up on her door. She is so proud of it. Love her. She's my queen, my idol. I hope she knows how much the mass communications department loves her. She Mm -hmm. urged me to kind of check out maybe pursuing journalism when I graduate because I am a marketing major that is doing marketing because my family doesn't want me to go into journalism full time that's so real Uh, we've accepted that we're going to be poor up in here in the mass communications department yeah (laughs) well you should i'm bad at ending you know what i'm excited for the valentine's day issue yes yeah me too the simp edition. Yeah, the simp edition. The simp edition. I will be here. You guys are going to be pushing this. No, I'm so excited. I have so many stories that I want to tell my boyfriend because I love him so much. And then we're talking about my boyfriend for the whole time and no one else is going to get to see. <gasps> Speaking of your favorite person, let's do favorites. Obsessions. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bruce, Close enough. Bruce Send asked him. if we still did it and then I found out he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, no, I, I don't even think Bruce listened surprised? to it to edit it. <laughs> Oh my god. I really don't. <laughs> he didn't listen. He, he just looked he, at it. He used I cannot remember the name of the application. Premiere. Uh, he used Premiere. Yeah. Can we talk uh, about the Adobe. fact that people flamed Bruce and the opinion that he did? Yeah. Yes. This sounds like it was written by a pothead. 
<laughs> Thank yeah. you, Bruce. But no. he's using Premiere Pro, which is a video editing yeah. <laughs> it's software. It's where you edit video. And Listen, most he of did your his screen best. is taken up by the video, and then there's a tiny little box for the audio. And, like, yeah, you can do audio on there, but it's not going to be good quality. I'm sorry, Bruce. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. But why did you do that to yourself? Because it's also Bad. so much more difficult. Yeah, and I don't know. I've never edited audio on no. Audition or Premiere Premier, before, yeah. so I don't know why. No, I was editing my audio on, what's it called? Audition. Audition. Audition and then transferring it to Premiere. Same, that's like what I, I did. Like, I do voiceovers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. anyways, obsession. Bruce is unironically Flaming the Bruce. funniest person yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's just kind of there for the bit. Mm-hmm. He really is just there for the bit. Okay, who wants to go first? Not me. Not me. Okay, guys. Okay, two obsessions. One, Miss Kinsey Richards, I'm coming for you. Why? You stole my hosier bit. Didn't you talk about it on the podcast one time, though? Yes, but not enough. Yeah, and you you talked about it before she did, so how did she steal it? I'm sorry, Miss Kinsey Richards, you're so cool, but um, nobody loves hosier as much as me. I am delusional, I know that, but nobody appreciates his illusions like me. I'm treating his his music like poetry, and I'm dissecting that hoe. I love it. And I don't know if you are, Kinsey. I'm going to the concert. So. I love this one-sided beef you have. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Kinsey Sending genuinely, a genuinely is a good person. Like, she's so oh, yeah. cool. And one of my best friends is one of her good friends, and I see her all the time. Literally took a picture of her at the soccer game. You're so cool, but you don't love Hosier as much as me. On to my second obsession with said best friend that is friends with Kinsey. I went yesterday to watch the new movie Bottoms. Oh my god. I cannot stress how good that movie was. It we went to a theater in St. Louis because it was only released in like select theaters. So the closest one was in St. Louis. This theater was so bougie. Like it was one of those theaters where you order food mm-hmm. at your seat and they mm-hmm. bring you like refills throughout like the movie it was so cool and i was like laughing the whole time like ayo her name is ayo ataberry i love her ayo ataberry is my queen she's the funniest person i've ever seen anywhere she's in the show the bear oh i love the bear i love the bear she did so good my queen my queen she's literally sid sid (laughs) is literally me literally me can you cook I can. Okay. She carried that show. She really she did. She did. Love you, Jeremy. And it's basically about a group of lesbians who are losers, and they start a fight club so they can get girlfriends. Mm-hmm. That That's the whole premise. And then they beat up a bunch of so- uh, football players, and it's so cool. Slay. Slay. Hate football players. It. Same. Yep, go watch it. Do you have one? Um... I have no personality aside from the fact that I love my boyfriend, um, <laughs> and we went ring shopping yesterday, Aww. so I've been obsessed with looking at engagement rings. Did he propose yet? Um, so or is it kind of doing the it, ring first? Um, I guess, non-traditional way. Um, so we're picking the ring together, and then I don't know when I'm going to get the ring, because he's going to propose. Um, what but kind of stone are you getting? Because I, I know for see. a fact you're not getting a diamond. No. Yeah, I was I right. love that you know that about me. Yeah, because, like, why would I get a boring diamond when I can get a little fun-colored stone? So he wants to ideally find something in person, but yeah. if not, this is the one I want. 
Oh my god, that's gorgeous. And it's in budget, so that's, oh, that's gorgeous. So pretty. But what is that stone? Um, it is peach sapphire. <gasps> Ooh. It's so pretty. Guys, I cannot express how pretty this ring is. Yeah. And it's like cute little dainty. I could totally see Winter wearing it. And um, so we kind of looked around yesterday. We didn't plan very good, so a lot of the stores we wanted to go to were closed. No. Um, but we are going to, like, my top three stores uh, next week. But that's this exciting. is the one I tried on uh, at Penny's. Oh, that's cute, too. But I want pink. That's really pretty, that's, though. It's really pretty, guys. I'm so it's excited. It's like an oval. Like... Um, but it's just so intimate to go and look together instead of him doing it all himself and kind of guessing what I want. Um, and it makes me more excited because it's like, here's this ring. I know how beautiful it is, but I don't know when I'm going to get it. And I'm just excited. I'm, I'm so excited. And we have so many plans for like what we're going to do. And, uh, we, we don't want a wedding. We want mm. to go to Tokyo for like Ooh. a honeymoon instead of paying for a wedding so real that's yeah. so real because you will not catch me dead in front of a bunch of people money i think that's my other obsession right now and not in the like weird fetishizing way but <laughs> i love japan and like tokyo yes. and i want to go so bad mm-hmm. as a hello kitty person <laughs> that place is my dream <laughs> they love and appreciate hello kitty and kirby in a way that no other country does. Guys, and guess what I want to go so bad. Guess what Winter has, guys? A Carby. It's a card that's like Kirby themed. <gasps> Carby. That is so cool. It's so cool. It's my proudest possession. I love that. It's my favorite thing. I love Kirby. Japan is really cool, but they overwork their workers a lot. So true. And that's not good. So do we. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's everywhere. Yeah. Capitalism is destroying America. We love capitalism. Love it. Can't afford to live anywhere. Actually, you know what they're bringing back? You know those work camps where you went and worked for a company and they provided housing for you and then like stores? They're bringing that back in Silicon Valley. I would love that. I would love to do that. No, 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 no. No, because they built the worst houses ever. You could only spend the money that you made at stores that that company made. And uh, you were basically put in immense debt. That's like being a Playboy bunny, though. You get to live in the mansion. And get, but it's not good conditions, you get Anna, the, please. You please. get to live in the mansion and be abused. Yeah. Yay. And they had monkeys there. I'm anyway. not going to lie. I don't, I've been having a week, and I've really just been in the trenches. I got my wisdom teeth out last week, and I had an extra tooth in my gums that they had to cut out, Damn. which was just a whole thing. I've been struggling. It's been bad. So I don't really think I have an obsession. The only thing that I did all week that was even remotely enjoyable was play Breath of the Wild, but that was already I already said that as an obsession. Hey, it can be a multiple obsession. Like government. you can have it for Yeah. <laughs> I literally I was so obsessed with Breath of the Wild that I paid my boyfriend for half of what a Switch cost so that I could have it part time because <laughs> I didn't want to pay for a whole my own switch but that's so real. so you only own half the rights <laughs> yeah the rights i only switch. get it, it's like custody so i get it one week <laughs> you share custody of the switch okay well thank you guys for being on the podcast thank you winter for coming on for your Absolutely. first time i was so excited thank you chloe for showing up on time yeah thank you for being late chloe <laughs> thank you for being 15 minutes late and making us go late i'm so sorry i'm so sorry guys i completely 
thought it was Sunday. If you want to um, earn your title back, you have to make a joke to end the episode. Wait, oh, shameless shit. plug. Follow the damn Instagram, please. I, yes. I work Guys, so go hard. Guys, like my TikTok. It's really funny. I used a Lego Batman sound. Oh, my God. When you, you said shameless up. plug, I thought you were talking about the show Shameless. Me too. Like Jeremy Ellen White, tie back to the bear, tie back to Ayo Adibri. Yeah. Etta Berry. Love Lip. Yeah. Thank you, Lip, for being goofy. I'm kind of a bitch That show fell off. Really did. did. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Make a joke so I can go eat, please. <laughs> this was really dumb. Um, Make a newspaper related joke. Yeah. <laughs> from Google. Can I... Somebody pull up chat GBT for a joke. Wait, oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's a good idea. GBT. Yeah, you do it because it's your story. Give me a joke. I found a one about a horse that I think is funny. So while while Winter's looking that up, I'll Bo-check? give you guys this stupid joke. What did the horse say after it tripped? Help, I've fallen and I can't giddy up. Here's that's a, jo- a joke you told before. Anyway. Here's a joke. Brought, <laughs> brought to you by chat GBT. Here's a joke brought to you by chat GPT. Why did the newspaper bring a ladder to work? Because it wanted to cover the top stories. <laughs> 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 <laughs>